Welcome back to another episode of the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your host Julian, co-host Justin. We got a week of a lot of football, a lot of things football related went on this weekend. Uh, if you're looking at the NFL world, you know, Baltimore remains strong. Right. They're the best team in the league. San Francisco's holding it down still. as Still making their case. You know, that best defense, you know, they did get shaken up. 46 points they lit up, but they were able to take that victory. And a big game for Garoppolo. Huge game. Uh, Jameis Winston threw four more interceptions and won. <laughs> and the Colts let them win. Uh, Eli Manning almost got his Monday night football uh, farewell party to go for his side, but... Um, that got cut short. At the end of the day, the Giants still need to lose, much like the Dolphins did in a uh, you know Jets-Dolphins classic, which ended uh, kind of controversial. Which we'll ended the that. way only a Dolphins game and Jets game can. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just the NFL. We, are, we haven't even talked talk about uh, college where... We know, finally know our, our four. We finally know our four. We have LSU going against Oklahoma, which I will think is a bigger matchup than people think because you have, you have Joe Burrow, who I think is clearly the Heisman favorite, um, clearly the winner. He's by far the best quarterback in college football. No disrespect to any of the other guys like Trevor Lawrence and uh, Jalen Hurts, who we're, you know, we're seeing. Um, and then you have Oklahoma, who... A lot of people kind of like the Clemson in the sense that they weren't really playing anybody. They had this high-power offense. We've seen it from Lincoln Riley time and time again. They go up against Kansas State, get punched in the mouth. People rip them off. But, as, but you know, it's better to lose early in the season than later in the season. Right. Things play themselves out. And now you're going to have a prolific offense going up against another one. And it's going to be a shootout. Now, LSU's defense hasn't played good all year. Like, excuse me, they haven't played great all year. You know, they've played good enough to win. And obviously that offense has been high-powered. But as of late, you know, you got to give them credit when it's due. And uh, they've been playing pretty good defense as of late. So I think that's going to help. When yeah, sec- secondary like has definitely stepped up and been clutching in the moments that matter. Right. We're going to see a, a, a quarterback in Jalen Hurts who's been to the college football playoffs. Like what? Four out of the last five years, or three out of the yeah, last four, or something. Three out of the like last that. four, um, and he gets to play. You know, a, a well-coached LSU team, number one, who deservingly so with their schedule and the wins that they had. Um, you saw Ohio State was kind of battle-tested in that Big Ten championship. Surprisingly, LSU didn't break a sweat. Yeah, so um, I think, and I think where a lot of people are debating who should be one, since you know Ohio State was one going going into it. They won, LSU was two, and they won. So they thought since they won, they should be stay at one. But if you look at it, like you said, they went down early, and at halftime it was... It was kind of like... Yeah, they were down 21-7. So, you're, yeah, you're like, oh, like they're, you know, getting punched in the mouth. Wisconsin's not going to take this. They've, right. they've seen this all before. Justin Fields, we still didn't know how healthy he was. and how, Or how he would react. And how he would react. So, but then you had LSU who just commanded dominance the whole game and did not let up, and it was just a clinic. And Joe against, Burrow against the yeah, Heisman plays, yeah, two of them, and against the number four. I mean, 
who would have who I know Kirby Smart is a great defensive mind, but if you're gonna just bring three, unless one of those three is Chase Young, the best defensive player in college football, and arguably his case for a best player. If you're not bringing the Chase Young in a three man rush, don't bring a three man rush because Joe Burrow will sit back there four, five, six, seven seconds, Mississippi, yeah. and just pick you apart in the zone. But I think the best matchup and the most intriguing matchup is definitely Ohio State and Clemson. Clemson's been hearing it all year long. They haven't played anybody. They're, you know, they're beating who they're supposed to be. They're just, you know, doing what Clemson really always does and but still somehow managed to get put in the position they are only because they play in the ACC against, on the other side, a heavily, even as good as Joe Burrow's playing, a heavily favored Ohio State team. They're great on both sides of the ball. They have two Heisman finalists, one on offense, one on defense. Also a seasoned running back in J.K. Dobbins. And their defense, along with Chase Young, has just been playing lights out. And the the thing that they had with Clemson is, I mean, besides, you know, Penn State, which was a top ranked, a top opponent or a top-ranked opponent, top 25, Michigan also another top 25-ranked opponent. Right. But it wasn't just the fact that they were beating who they were supposed to be. They were blowing everybody out convincingly. Right. So I think this is interesting because, you know, Clemson's been hearing it all year long. They're the returning national champs. Mm-hmm. This is the first real test we're going to see. So it's either going to go one of two ways. It's either going to go, oh, yes, Ohio State reminded us why they're the number one team in the country. Or it's going to be, okay, yeah, this is why we've been saying this right. about Clemson. So I think both teams had a lot to prove, and it's it's gonna be interesting. I think I think I don't think the LS, I think LSU was my favorite, but it's still gonna be a very entertaining game, very yeah, high. I mean, this isn't gonna be. Game. I I think in years past we've seen uh, one-sided, you know, playoff games. Last year with. Ian Book and Notre Dame trying to beat Clemson. We yep. knew it wasn't going to happen. Oklahoma and Alabama even yeah. wasn't really that better, uh, good, better of a game. Now, this year, we should have got, you know, the first two quarterbacks taken off the board in this draft and next year's draft. We're missing Tua, obviously. And if he would be there, you know, if he was healthy, I believe that he'd be in this playoff right here uh, with all these quarterbacks. But right. as you said, you know, speaking of the Ohio State and Clemson game, those are going to be the number one and two quarterbacks coming off the board next year. And um, the thing about Ohio State is that they're going to be bringing Chase Young mm-hmm. to try to give some pressure uh, you know, on Trevor Lawrence. And it's going to be big because what I said is that it's, it's two top quarterbacks and then two top running backs. Like Etienne and uh, J.K. Dobbins, yeah. arguably the two best running backs in college football um, you know, with respect to Jonathan Taylor. Seeing as though what he did to Ohio State, right? But um, especially you know being able to catch the ball out of the backfield and do multiple things, it's just going to be an all-around exciting game. I think uh, that LSU Oklahoma game would. I don't know. I think they're going to be both good matchups. Like you said, I I wouldn't sleep on this Oklahoma team, uh, knowing that you know what they're up against, knowing that Jalen Hurts you know is is trying to prove a point that he can and win. And he's, not and he's been Alabama. there before. Exactly. And he wants to do it without Nick Saban yeah. calling plays. So, And speaking of, I think the other interesting thing that I'm really going to be paying close attention to in the LS, I mean, the Ohio State and Clemson matchup is the is the coaching. Ryan Day versus Davos Sweeney. Ryan Day is that kind of up-and-coming 
that we've seen from, I mean, even Dabba Sweeney, we started to see the, you know, the ability to not only carry a program, mm-hmm. but develop talent within right, the program. Right. And then Dabo Sweeney, who a lot of people have him at the top of a hill because they, you know, think or say Nick Saban's kind of falling off. Right. And they're making a case for Dabo being Dabble top of the hill. So guy. this is going to be, yeah, this is going to be a very interesting matchup coaching-wise, too, that I'm really interested to see how it plays out. Yeah, and then you got a guy like Lincoln Riley on the other side who who can be in the NFL next year. We yeah. don't know. So yeah. Good point. It is really going to be exciting. Um, that's December 28th coming up in, I think, like three weeks. It's just crazy, like, with both uh, games, the amount of NFL talent that we're going to see within these yeah. games. Yeah. Yeah. That's – you look at Ohio State, they've got at least, you know, three prospects like this you can name. Yeah. Know? And then all around, all around. And and I want to see how Jalen Hurts, just a side note, you know, plays in the NFL – He's going to get drafted, I believe. You know, I think he'll get... I, I'm not saying he's going to be, a, you know, but I want to see what he can make himself, you know, become. So, uh, we'll talk about college football more. I think we're going to get another break probably for the next week and a half. We might preview it in two weeks or so, but let them take a break. So, we'll uh, we'll jump back into that. As far as this NFL world, you got a bone to pick oh, with do the I? Patriots. Okay, so... Where's yours? Let me let me let me start off by asking you this question. So, what is your opinion on Tom Brady at this current point in his career? I still think that Tom Brady is the smartest quarterback in the league who is showing signs of regression due to age as far as some of the throws he makes, but I also see that he has an inexperienced offense uh, or wide receiving core really. He does not have Gronkowski. Um, and I think that's a bigger part than anybody's making it. Like, the Patriots are bad. The Patriots this. The Patriots offense. Gronkowski was their rock, right? Mm-hmm. He was their go-to. You know, he was that run-the-ball option, in a sense. Now that he's gone, you're going to have to find plays like Julian Edelman more times than you want to. You already thought Julian Edelman got the ball a lot when Gronk was playing with him. Now that he's there, you know, as a full-time, he's not a number one wide receiver. Like, he plays like one, and he, he, with respect to him, you know, he has the talent, but we know where he wants to be. You know, Philip Dorsett is a go-getter down the field, big playmaker, but inexperienced with Nikhil Harry coming in, what, eight games into the season or so, uh, Josh Gordon being unhealthy, all this surrounding that wide receiving court, losing Hogan, you know, it was it, it was big for Brady as far as, you know, making the type of throws he typically makes and the chemistry that he has with his players. Um, and, and I think that with the mixture of his age, I mean, we saw him run for that first down. So I'm not going to say that his age is taken away from him in general, but I do think, you know, some of the throws he's making, he has made better in years past. Uh, but I, I, I think that, you know, the whole... Offense right now, as a whole, is just not. There's, there's. They need oil, and I think Gronk is is the best oil they'd be able to get. I don't mm-hmm. think they can afford that though. I'd agree. See, with my thing is, we all acknowledge that Tom Brady is probably the greatest player in NFL history. Um, never seen anybody like him. Six rings. Every just, there's, you know, there's not much more we can really say about Tom Brady. 
my thing is that I've heard a lot of people, and it's obviously it's a great point that he doesn't have uh, Gronkowski. He doesn't have um, really a, a one. He doesn't have a one-two punch where he's either had um, Gronk and Edelman, whether it be Edelman and James White or Edelman right. and De- like Danny Mandola. Like he's never like he's always had kind of revolving right. pieces where it could be anybody's right. given game. And now we're seeing one Julian Edelman, and there's no obviously no disrespect to Julian Edelman. Julian is not a number one. We can stop. We can end the debate right here and now. Julian Edelman is not a number one. Um, Tom Brady. People have to acknowledge him, and even you said it. Tom Brady has fallen off. It happens to everybody. It's going to happen. To everybody who plays football, it, at one point in time, it's gonna happen. So I understand people want to, you know. Say you know the Patriots are you know such a respected and well-run organization, and Tom Brady is just you know out this world. But we can't sit here and and say that Tom Brady like you can't blame it on Tom Brady. Tom Brady's you know let's say oh let's get him some weapons and see what he really does, because for years what have we been saying? Oh, they can bring, you know, the water boy off right. the bench and Tom Brady make him look amazing. But now that that's not happening and we've seen a clear digress in Tom Brady's play, now everybody wants to say, oh, we'll get him some weapons. Get him some weapons, see what he can do. When for years we've been, you know, praising the system. And this also answers the question, again, not disrespecting Tom Brady, but this also answers the question, is it more, is it more so Belichick or is it more so Brady? That question has also been answered. It's clearly more so Belichick. And Belichick had, had seen this digression coming. He knew what was going to happen. And like everybody else that has walked through that door in New England, it's better to get you out on the way up than the way down. And Belichick clearly saw the way down, not too distant. Wanted to keep Jimmy G. Kraft wasn't having it. And now Jimmy G's winning. In, in the 49ers. And I don't think that's a coincidence because he gets there, goes 5-0 and when, when they first play him. Next season, had a little rough bat, but, I mean, you know, only, right. play, only played three games. First and then, and, yeah, and then now look at them. Now they're what? Is it 10-2? and two? They lost two games, right? Yep. Oh, no, they lost three games. So they're, I mean, oh, no. I think, I think no, they, they lost, lost two to, games. Yeah, they only lost two games. Yeah, because they lost to Baltimore and then they lost to Seattle. Yeah, so they only lost two games. And I don't think that's a coincidence. Granted, Jimmy G is not playing the way that we've seen him normally. But as of late, he's been playing pretty But as of late, he's been playing. Exactly. He's been playing great. And he doesn't have to do all that much. I mean, he has a spectacular defense. He has, you know, a very sufficient run game. Kyle Shanahan has revamped not only the offense but the team. So it's a very different team than it was from a year ago and two years ago. So Jimmy G is still getting accumulated. And I think, yeah, and I just think that the Patriots, it's it was bound to happen. It was going to happen. And so, now, that, now that's happening, I feel like people are just kind of trying to find any excuse that they can as to why what's happening is happening. So do you see the Patriots losing the first first playoff game, one and done? No, yeah, see, I, yeah, I heard Rex Ryan on 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 Get Up saying that they're a one and done team. I don't believe that. I see, and and that's where it's kind of 
the Patriots, and you give them you give them the benefit to get out the wild card round because. And that and that's not even so much but coming in. But they might not play that wild card round. They might get that home. They'll get that two seed, so they get that home buy. Oh yeah, they, the yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they would get. Know? Yeah, correct. You are correct. But yeah, I don't know if I don't know if the wild card winner goes on the road, you know, to play them in the divisional and and gets that W because yeah. we're not what what we're not talking about is you know the Patriots being a bad team, you know we're talking about Tom Brady's regression. And the Patriots are sitting at ten and three, and we're talking about them as if like, all right, man, this is close to the end, right? Like they're literally sitting at the top of the league with the the, the good teams that we're mentioning, and uh, obviously they're getting by thanks to the defense. But at the end of the day, that's going to help them more in the playoffs at home. In the wet, in the weather, you know what I mean. That mm-hmm. defense, uh, and we saw them win the Super Bowl with that defense yeah. last year. Six points to the Rams or so, and it was a low scoring game. Yeah, they didn't need Brady. They needed him to throw that one pass to Gronk, and they needed Gronk. Is what I'm saying. And and that's another. I think that's and, the yeah. biggest thing. And that's another thing. It's like yeah, we're talking about kind of the quote unquote downfall of the Patriots, but we're talking about it in the same sense of. How most people are Nick Saban, Alabama. Now, I think we can acknowledge the dynasty is, it's not, we can't say it's officially over until it happens, until they're dethroned. But we're starting to see the, the, the cracks in the wall and we're starting to see, you know, some, some flaws and weak points. Now they got them cheating allegations with the uh, recording the Bengals sideline. See, it's, it's, that one's hard because. And the transcripts that happened with it's just Spygate, so Patriots. yeah, because with the transcripts and everything that happened with Spygate, it's you know basically on on a, what a source said about the whole thing. I mean, I'm sure you can find the article and go look it up. But if you read that as to what's coming out now, it's pretty much word for word verbatim about you know somebody. Dressing up as, you know, a Patriots, uh, like they're with the Patriots right. organization. Make it look like you're with the organization. Say you're a part of the, you know, the the video team. Right. And, you know, so it's it's the same thing. But I will say in at the same time, the reason why I don't give much note or life to this, as much as people and we are talking about the quote-unquote downfall of the Patriots, which we're really not. We're just saying that they're not a sure... Super Bowl favorite every year. I think now we can start throwing other teams into the mix. Um, but I, even with that said, I really don't think that the Patriots are the type of team that they're like you said. They're ten and three. Do you really think they need film or going to look right. up film on the one right, eleven right, Bengals, yeah. especially from Come the on. Bengals? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I really don't see it. If 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 they're it like, was man, listen, yeah, Zach if it was somebody Taylor's like some good plays, they just got no right, execution, right? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like the substance is there, but the execution is not. We 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 gotta clean that up. Hey, we don't know. We yeah, don't know. like I yeah, yeah, like if it was like the Bills, I would give more more right. to it. I would give you know, but we're not gonna know until you know the NFL sees the tape and they you know if they do, which I'm pretty sure they would release what was found on the tape. So until the tape, you know, is seen and broken down, then we're not going to know. Yeah. So, I mean, the Patriots, I think they're they're pretty they're pretty uh well off right now. They'll be fine for Yeah, now. I mean, sitting at 10 and 3, it's not the worst, you know. If you know? they the, if the the Ravens are something to worry about, 
Um, Especially if you have to go through Baltimore. Exactly. But if they're at home and they got to go through something at home, I, I always trust Brady, you know, even if, if he's 48 years old. So um, you did also have something you wanted to talk about as far as like teams that are, I guess, you know, not going to make the play. Realizing that their season is over with multiple weeks left. Yeah, with three games left. What yeah. happens? Um, you You had some teams. I know that like. Again, the Colts were a team. Um, the Falcons were one of the teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, I think the Falcons are the big one for me. Um, going into the season, people kind of looked at last season as they had a lot of injuries, which they did. They were they were plagued by injuries, and it's hard for any team. I mean, we're even seeing it now with the Eagles. The only reason, and the Colts. Yeah, and the Colts. And the only reason the Eagles are in it is because the NFC East is just so weak hmm. and teams are beating themselves. But the Falcons, who are, I mean, I guess we're three years removed now from having a you know, prolific offense and even adding 25 more. 25-point lead in the yeah, and even Yeah, and even adding more pieces. Um, I just really blame it on that Super Bowl loss. They just haven't seemed to be able to bounce back. I think now we're going to start seeing the rebuilding process. I mean, they're That's still crazy. they're still they're still going to keep Matt, Matt Ryan. Obviously, they have talent though. Like and but they, I don't like. What do they need? What do the Falcons need, man? I truly think it starts with the quarterback. They paid him all the money they did, and they wanted him as their guy. But I see it. Ah, I see man, it. In I don't a, like him. I see it in a rebuild. As I can't think of a team off the top of my head, but as we see teams that are, you know, built built to win. And they have the pieces to win, mm-hmm. you know. Realistically, Coaching but they, staff, then but they, but no, your... but they, but the, even the pieces that they assembled are good, but they're not good enough to get over the hump. Right, right, right. So it's like at the point is like if you're playing just to be good yeah. and not great, then what mm-hmm. are you really doing? You understand what I'm saying? So as you know, so yeah, I mean, normally they're in the mix every year and they have a really good team, right. but then come playoffs, what are they, they really got... doing? Yeah, so if you like, if you're this playing just to make the playoffs, then yeah, keep keep the team that you have and just try to you know fill in pieces here and there. Yeah, yeah but exactly. What's going to get you Drew over, the over there? What's in a free agent, but he's still over there for and, now. And now's the time to strike because Carolina's got because no franchise. Car- right yeah, now. Carolina has no direction. You don't know what they're going to do with their new coach. Tampa clearly needs a new quarterback, yep. um, and they got to work on some other things. I don't know if they can really keep Mike Evans at this point. And then you have New Orleans, which, I mean, yeah, we don't know if Teddy Bridgewater is going to stay and if that's what he wants to do. Right. But, I mean, if they do keep Teddy Bridgewater with Drew Brees almost on the way out, their team's looking good. It's looking like sure. it's in the good direction. But even, even that, I still think if Atlanta can somehow bring in a new coaching staff, Try to salvage what you have. Draft. I think yeah, the draft move, is really I mean, I think there's some too. pieces that they need to move, but not many. Right. I do think there's some pieces they need to move and kind of retool on other ends. And I think they can be right back in the mix. They have a lot of talent, Atlanta does. Um, so that's the team to look out for. AFC, like you said, the Colts. But I think the Colts were, were really injury plagued this year as well with losing Mac for multiple weeks, losing Ebron, yeah. losing T.Y. for multiple weeks, uh, then losing... Um, your backup wide receiver, we lost, oh Funches. You know we lost him at the beginning of week one. Right, right. I mean we had to put him on IR. Uh, defensively, Darius Leonard missed games. Hooker missed Hooker games. Missed games. Um, our rookie Kahari Leonard, uh, excuse me, Kahari Willis, 
Uh, Kenny Moore is missing games right now. So just just a ton of injuries, and it sucks because we were five and two, and you know there was that chance, but then this hits, and it's just you know the offense goes dull, this that, and the third. Um, I think that they just now. I mean, they're still gonna compete to fight and try to win, get the best record possible. Focus on that draft. Focus on that. Yeah. Draft so I was gonna ask. Game. So obviously, I mean, your team has done a really good job of looking for talent in the draft and finding it, right. and and also developing it. So going into the offseason, going into the draft, what what if you had to pick one main, you know, I guess position or point that you want to address? What would be the first ones you would want to address? Looking at your I mean, as we, we talked about it, and that wide receiver is intriguing because I know that we hit Paris Campbell in the second round last year, but it was like, you know, first of all, he's a he's a speedster. You know, he's a smaller guy. We got Ty, who's a smaller guy, and he's a route runner, and he's one of the best of all time. We know this, but we need a, a possession receiver. You know, a big a big target who can run, uh, make plays. Just, just throw the ball to possibly him. losing Ebron now to free agency, which we don't know. But mm-hmm. you know he's a he's a wide receiver type of you know dynamic threat. Um, so we need somebody to replace that if that's the case. And if it's not the case, then we need somebody to just be on that outside for when Ty you know is getting double team. We can trust this guy. Zach Pascal is a good receiver that we have, and he's stepped up you know when he's had to. But you need depth at that position too. And um, I would see there or or. Uh, Man, I mean, first round pick probably middle, middle, you know, late middle of the draft. Yeah, right now you probably be looking anywhere from also uh, best available. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to look there, but um, yeah, probably in that wide receiver because it's like we have the offensive line. I mean, we can get better at defensive line. Um, linebacking core is not too bad. Safeties, obviously, you know, you can get better everywhere, but you know, yeah, I see you guys like need. kind of in that 12 to 15 range, right. sucks, man. But any other teams, the Rams, you wanted to bring up the Rams, yeah, the Rams. I mean, it's maybe it's maybe looking like a Atlanta part two because I mean, you, you we we also know Gurley's on a pitch count this year and he's trying to, you know, this year's, yeah, not, yeah, and that's what I'm saying, like. Having, having coming off the Super Bowl loss, people wondering how you're gonna bounce back. Your quote unquote bounce back year, you're kind of plagued with injuries right. a little bit. Right. You know, especially like you said, Todd Gurley not the same. Right. And Todd Gurley is a huge part of that offense and what they do. Uh, Aaron Donald, I don't think really was surprising anybody last year as as far as you know. Oh, like I don't do we have to look? Do we have to look up for right. Indiana? People been known, right? But I think people are maybe adjusting more and yeah. putting more time yeah. and effort into that. Yeah. Uh, he's been somewhat quiet. Khalil Mack. Yeah, yeah. We've also seen the same with Khalil Mack. Not to say that these aren't great and just right, right. Players. And they're they're still affecting that game in that way where you know so many so much attention is brought on them, but mm-hmm. they were doing it in fashions where the attention was brought and it was you know JJ Watt style. Yeah, gonna get through anyways. Um, and not to say that they don't do it still, but. They have been quiet, not making the monster plays that they've used to, and just that Rams team in general. You know, they yeah, the offense is really felling off. I think, and I think, and I think it's affected the defense struggling tremendously, especially like when you have players on there. They went and you know grabbed a Eric Weddle, went and signed a Clay Jaylen Matthews. Ramsey. They went and traded for Jalen Ramsey, but even with that said, you're not hearing about the I Rams. Heard his name. 
Yeah, you're, just yeah you're, you're just... I can't remember the last time I heard anything about the Rams. It's all Seahawks and 49ers, and deservingly so. Right. Deservingly so. But it's just showing that, you know, how quick the league moves, and you could be here one year, and next year, poof, you're gone. Yep. So. So, and then especially signing Jared Goff, I, I don't think they're done by any means. Right, no. I mean, this, they're yeah, so young. Yeah, they're so young. Their coach is so young. They, there's just too much talent. Right. I really think that next year is going to be the, re-emer- the reemergence of I this team. And it's going to be make tough with that noise. division. That it's it's going to be tough. And that's entertaining gonna be, for the next few years. And, and not only that, but I think, don't underestimate, I mean, I don't, I don't think they're going to really make like playoff noise until like another probably two or three years. Kyler Murray. But, but Kyler Murray... He's going to get a year better. I mean, and big shock, surprise, he's the most sad quarterback in the league. Right. But still, we're somehow, like, we obviously know Kyler Murray's presence, and right. we know we're aware of what he can do. Right. And really what that team might be capable of. So I think going into next year, uh, that is definitely the division to look out for. It's going to have the most yeah. uh, ta- talent, firepower. Like the new NFC North. Yeah. FC West. Yeah, because right now you don't know. I really don't know. Bears what, futures. What, yeah, I don't know what the Bears are. If they're going to, I mean. Packers were looking like the best team in the NFC, and now it's like. Yeah, Packers, but now we're starting to see the holes. Vikings, which we didn't think we were. I mean, we said before. Dalvin the, Cook, man. We, yeah, we I'll said, we like said before the year they, they have the talent to right. be a Super Bowl contender. Dalvin Cook. The year starts. They're looking a little shaky. Come back. Now they're looking like the best team. So it's that. I need to see more consistency yeah, from more. Minnesota. Thielen's been out too. So. Yeah, Thielen's been out. So, but like, yeah, like you said, Chicago. We don't know what they're gonna do. Right. Green Bay. We're starting to see the holes, and then we don't know any direction yeah. for Detroit. NFC West. So, I guess next week we'll uh, continue this. There's gonna be football on Saturday. I think this week, if I'm not mistaken, there might be some Saturday football. Um, well, I know we got probably got some bowl. But well, no, I don't think nah, bowls are probably in a yeah. week or so. Uh, but I think we got Saturday NFL football, obviously on Sunday as well. Monday okay. we don't have no more Monday night football, uh, but we got Heat basketball versus the Lakers on Friday. So look out for that's that. something to look out for. Everything else, I'm done. You done? So what I had to say, made my peace. I'm good. <laughs>